0: In the morning, you're gonna wake up in the morning. I'm talking right now. You're about to experience a morning show unlike like it is. Is. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. I hope to see y'all every morning. What you guys are doing right now is the hub
1: culture. The Breakfast Club is my morning sit. I need it and I love it so much. I feel like you're really not popping
2: until you do the Breakfast Club. I've been waiting to come to y'all's show, man. I really? know you gotta be a big time celebrity oh, to be up God, in here. You gotta be gotta be big
0: time. J. Enzy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the
3: God. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Right the, right the
4: good morning, USA.
5: Oh, hey fam. Hey,
4: good morning, Angela Yee. Good
5: morning, DJ Envy. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump
4: day? That's right, it's Wednesday hump day. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Ah, What a night, what a night, what a night. Tell me about it. Now, uh, you and I were supposed to go to the game, the Philadelphia versus the Brooklyn Nets game out in Philadelphia. Don't I just say go.
5: supposed to. I went. You went. I did go to the game.
4: How was the game? You were much luck.
5: It was a good drive. <laughs>
4: it was a good and drive. Back. It was smooth. <laughs> How much did the Nets lose by last
5: night? I don't know. I left at, during the fourth quarter. I was like, let me get out of here. <laughs> people were leaving 22? after
4: the... 22? They lost by 22.
5: People were leaving after the first quarter.
4: It was, it was nasty That's how
5: bad it was It was
4: definitely nasty Yeah, it was a
5: tough game yeah. Last night But shout out to Michael Rubin Who had us very well accommodated Because you didn't go At the last minute We had two empty seats Next to us
4: Sorry <laughs> You know what I had to do? I had to DJ the uh, Dungeon Family Tour. So the Dungeon Family Tour was in New York City, so they reached out and asked me to DJ.
3: The Legends? The Dungeon Family? The Dungeon
4: Family. Who was on it? Goody Mob? uh, Big Boy from OutKast. Okay. It was was a dope show. Dope, 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 dope show. It's one of the greatest uh, rap collectives in the history of life. Had about a thousand people out there. I believe it was sold out. Uh, Peter was there, too. Peter was there, as well. Who the hell is Peter? Uh, The fur people. Peter. I said Peter. Oh, I thought you yeah, said it was, Peter.
5: It sounded like you said Peter. No. I was was like, who Peter.
4: Is Peter. 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 your family member named Peter. Nah, they were out. They were out there. Uh, I guess uh, boycotting big boy because of him oh, wearing the God. fur during the Super Bowl. Peter, nobody cares Peter. <laughs> so they were exactly. out there. There's about on, 30 sorry. 40 of them out there. Oh. Peter, knock it off. Oh yeah, but I First guess all, they...
3: I'm gonna be honest with you though. Big Boy did have a fur on last night in New York City. He deserved to get paint thrown on him cuz it was 70 degrees nah, outside. He did have he didn't have a fur on. He actually had like, shorts on. The torn. hell's wrong with you, Big Boy?
4: He had shorts on. Oh. But they killed it. Great show. They had, you know, you don't you forget how many records they have? I don't. They performed for about 2 hours straight. That's and, you, dope. and the thing with Peter is they were at the front door I guess looking for Big Boy, but I guess they don't know that the venue has a back door and all this artists go in the back door. So they didn't even see him
3: Goody Mob is uh, Goody Mob Soul Food Is a classic Hip hop album Yeah so you hear me
4: kids Listen to your Uncle Charlotte, Okay Classic hip hop album It was dope to see Them gentlemen perform So I DJ'd that last night Then headed my ass home So it was pretty cool Good 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 show
5: Well shout out to Our Brooklyn Nets Who had a great season Regardless Mm-hmm. Nice young team That's gonna do well Next season Okay
3: Maybe they right. would be good <laughs> They'll be decent next year Yeah They need some more pieces That's all Yeah Philly just got more talent Come on man Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. It's uh,
4: tough to beat them f- four games out of seven. Yeah, no. Nah, Philly got a great team. Congratulations to Philly. Shout out to Michael Rubinson again. For, thank you for uh. Who is Michael, Michael Rubinson? Rubin. I don't know. I don't know. My Who, God, you said. What is wrong with Who you just
3: Who are these people that you saluting this morning? We don't Peter. know Peter. Peter.
4: We don't know Michael Rubinson. What's up with you? You <laughs> <We right? laughs> gotta get to know him. You just gotta get to know my friends. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> out to but Michael I
3: would Rubin.
5: say he graciously won. You know, <laughs> we had a bet going, and
4: how much did you bet him? It wasn't money. No. Uh, what? Did, whoa! What did you bet him?
5: <laughs> well, I do have on a. Jersey today.
4: Oh, you have a. Fi- oh, yeah. I gotta take this picture. No, not yet. Yes, not yet. no. I gotta no, take this picture. Nope. Come on. I'm gonna let you do your you hair first. Yeah, you
3: first. I, I could have told you not to take that picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, a little. Oh, bit, gonna just a really little I'm gonna take we that. I'm gonna take A little consultation uh, would have let you know that's not. That wasn't a good.
6: Bet. That
4: would
3: definitely. But you know, I support a good his
5: brand, fanatics. So fanatics makes all those jerseys.
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So he gave you that.
5: Of course. You thought I bought it? You should have had to buy it. No, no, I didn't buy
4: it. All right. Well, Lee Daniels will be joining us this morning. Yes, Lee Daniels and his uh,
3: new protege, Jordan Cooper. Jordan E. Cooper. Jordan E. Cooper. Jordan E. Cooper is a director, writer. They have a play out called Ain't No Mo. that's playing at the Public Theater here in New York right now. But, uh... Lee Daniels is always entertaining. That's that was another
5: right. loss I took yes. trying to go to that play. It just hasn't been a good <laughs>
4: it hasn't week, been a good week <laughs> for you. You got to reset. You just got to reset. All right. All right. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What we talking about?
5: Uh, let's talk about somebody who is going to be announcing that they are entering the 2020 race. Another Democrat. I felt like he already announced it. We all assumed this was going to happen, but he will be announcing tomorrow.
4: All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. just The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Last night, in some NBA scores, the Sixers beat the Nets 122 to 100. The Raptors beat the Magic 115 96. Nuggets beat the Spurs 108 90, and the Trailblazers beat the Thunder 118
3: 115. Yeah, Damian Lillard is an animal.
4: He's a problem. A video game in the flesh. <laughs> yeah, he is a problem. And what else we got, ye?
5: Well, former Vice President Joe Biden is going to announce tomorrow that he's entering the 2020 race. I feel like we all knew that was about to happen. I don't know why they have to announce when they're going to announce it. But he has a video that's set to come out tomorrow. And he also has acknowledged his role in the 80s drug legislation that disproportionately hurt minorities by creating longer mandatory minimum sentencing for crack cocaine. Yes, that's what he says. And the, legislation.
3: And, and the 94 crime bill Like Joe Biden is interest, interesting But the same hell y'all gave Hillary Clinton For being married to Bill Clinton Who pushed through the 94 crime bill The same hell y'all give Kamala Harris For being a prosecutor Y'all better give Joe Biden the same hell Because he actually wrote the 94 crime bill he And he wrote also
5: it. was anti-busing legislation Back in the 70s Absolutely
3: mm. As well. so, so y'all so. better give him that same energy Y'all be so mad at Kamala Harris because she used to be a prosecutor and like, oh, she locked up so many black and brown people. Joe Biden wrote the 94 crime bill.
5: And he's already leading in the polls even before he's announced he's running, which is crazy. All right, now That's look-
3: the Obama effect, though. Mm -hmm. But if you actually, you know, pay attention to the things that Joe Biden did prior to being with Barack Obama, you'd be giving him the same side eye eye y'all give everybody else. (laughs) Well,
5: speaking of Obama, they're going to be renaming a road in L.A. It's going to be officially renamed Obama Boulevard. Rodeo Road is the road that's going to be not Rodeo Drive. Rodeo
4: Drive is going to be? No, no, I said not. It's called Rodeo Road. Where the hell is Rodeo Road?
5: Um... I couldn't exactly tell you. I've never heard it of it. It's just R- a street Rodeo though, Rodeo and they're Road. naming it Obama Boulevard. So
4: I thought you were gonna say Rodale Drive. That's I was gonna like, That's be happening dope. on
5: May Fourth. Now let's talk about Robert Kraft for a second. For all of you who wanted to see that spa masseuse video,
4: nobody wanted to see it. I don't <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. <coughs>
5: it's not gonna be coming out right now. They do have a protective order that keeps that video on lockdown for now. According to court documents, the judge agreed with Robert Kraft's attorneys that if they release that right now, it would jeopardize his right. To to a fair trial. So for now, that video will not show the light of day. What
3: is the point of releasing that yeah, video other than thing, trying why? to get likes and retweets? Yeah, like, and what em- is the point? Embarrass that man. Why? For what reason? Nobody wants to see that little old rich penis?
5: Well, they did arrest uh, Shen Mingbi. She uh, was in the massage room with Robert Kraft that day and they said there was two women in there and they were both caught on surveillance and they show both of them using their hands on his penis. So... That's the surveillance. Both of them using his hands, huh? Both women had their hands. I don't know if it was at the same time. It could have been, been the same be time. One
4: could have been on the testicles.
6: impressive. I
5: didn't
4: want to say it, but yeah, that was like really.
5: You oh, white man got time. got two
4: two two people got their hands on him at the same time. It could have been one on his <laughs> he testicles. Got that much penis? One on his. You see, you know what? Forget it. All <laughs> Some right. people
5: only need a thumb and a pointer finger. A couple
4: fingers. Yeah. <laughs> all. I like smoking a cigarette.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Do that again.
4: <laughs> all right, little one. <laughs> Alright, well that's front page that was news <laughs> Get it off your chest 800 1051 If you need to vent, hit us up right now Maybe you had a bad night, or bad morning I had a bad night <laughs> yeah, I had a, bad a fun night.
5: night though, it was fun how, how long was that drive? Um, Like less than two hours Maybe oh, okay. like an hour 45
3: Did you drive back sad?
5: Um, I just blasted some music so I could stay awake Because I was tired Oh, okay And no, I wasn't really sad I was having fun I was listening to some dance hall
4: Okay All right Well, get it off your chest Hit us up right now 800-585-1051 It's The Breakfast Club Good morning The Breakfast Club Wake up, wake up Wake your ass This is your time To get it off your
6: chest
3: Whether you're mad or blessed We want to hear from you On The Breakfast Club
4: Sylvester, good morning Good morning, Envy How you doing? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest, man
0: Good morning, hey fam. Good morning, Charlemagne.
3: What's up, Sylvester? How are you, sir? Good,
0: good. You know, I actually called for envy this morning. Okay, what's I up? Do you a favor? I want to do you a favor.
4: What's the,
3: okay? So,
0: you remember that that story you told when uh, you were at South by Southwest and you had a chance to sign Bryson Tiller?
4: No, it wasn't South by Southwest. It was Revolt TV. It was Revolt Music Conference.
0: Revolt TV. But you had a chance, but then you you
4: passed on. Correct. I got somebody to make up for that. Okay. No oh boy.
5: Let's hear it.
3: <laughs> he might. Don't dis- don't discredit him yet. So it's actually
0: not me, it's my friend. Uh he's an artist. His name is uh Fabo. So that's P H A B O. He's a singer. You can find him on uh Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud. And I want him to end sing a little bit for you. Is that cool?
4: Oh he's there. Oh now. he's
5: there with you. Y'all
4: together in the bed. Okay, let me hear him. <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. Okay,
5: hold on. That was the worst right. nah nah I ever heard. Like, Hello. That sounds like the radio,
3: bro. I know you're not trying to play no song over the phone on the radio to us. That's how you really want to present this guy. <laughs>
0: Can I send it
5: to y'all? Let me send it to y'all. Let me send it to y'all. Oh, my God. Goodbye. That was yes, terrible. Duh, so that's that's a bad beginning. presentation.
3: You should have shouted out his Instagram Bye and then asked for
4: our email didn't to think he was going to get through. <laughs> Patrick, good morning. Hey,
0: Good morning, DJ Envy. What's up,
4: Patrick? Uh, get it off your chest, bro. Uh,
0: man. Angela, he, I got two things I want to get off my chest. I'm a little mad this morning. Um, One, you know, I've been trying to call in and get some relationship advice from you. And this is my first time that we've been able to get through. But, um... Man, uh, I took some advice from y'all and Uh uh, tried to get some couples counseling for me and my girlfriend. And she just blew up on me, pretty much left me hanging. Uh, I was at work yesterday. I got home. She left with my son. Whoa. Just left walking. And uh, I'm just, I'm pissed. Did you chase that? Did you follow Uh, when she was walking? Nah, I was at work, man. Like, I don't got, I work two times, bro. I get up at 2.30 every morning and I don't get back home until sometimes 8.30 at night. You know, I provide everything for my family. I take care of everything. And I just can't see why I can't come up to a little peace and
4: harmony. Well, you know what? Hold on, hold on. We're gonna put you on hold and, and um, Ye help you out. All right. Don't hang up. Hello, who's this? Angel. Hey, Angel, get it off your chest. Good morning, Breakfast Club. I just wanna say uh,
0: I love you guys. Listen to you guys every morning. And I uh, wanna drop a bomb for my beautiful white queen at home and Angela Ye. Every morning, I can't get, hey fam, out of my head.
5: Oh, I'm sorry, fam.
3: (laughs) You said your beautiful white queen? My beautiful white queen, Jessica, yes. You got to say Nubian white queen. I'm sorry,
7: my Nubian white queen. Nubian. Okay, okay. I said Nubian.
4: All right, we got you, uh, brother. DJ, DJ, thank you. You play all my requests every morning. Yes, he does. You're welcome. DJ in the world. Thank you, man. I'm glad he thinks that. Get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five. 585 Bro, I'm going to tell you something.
3: I keep, I, I keep watching this Damian Lillard shot, man. This was nasty. Yeah, like Damian Lillard's Lillard a problem. You can see the exact moment Russell Westbrook's soul just left his body. my
4: goodness. All right. Get it off your chest. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
6: <laughs>
0: this is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Lorenzo! Yo, what's going on,
4: man? Good morning, good morning. What's up, Lorenzo? Get it off your chest. Hey, listen, my brother. Hey, uh, is uh, Auntie E
5: there? Auntie E's here. Hi. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Are you so quiet? I don't know. Uh, What's Uncle Charlotte?
0: I'm right here, my brother. What's happening?
5: (laughs) He's checking in with everyone. (laughs) Yeah, of
0: course. Good morning, man. God bless everybody, man. Good morning, man. God bless you too, bro. Have a wonderful day, man. Hey, listen. I'm only 27 years old, Uncle Charlotte. But listen, why is it that this damn generation, or not not everybody, but the majority, my brother, why they gotta ruin it for everybody, yo? This this damn movie's about to come out. The Avengers movie's about to come out now. Why everybody gotta push uh, uh, post up videos about?
3: Hey, shut up! Uh, shut up! Those- shut up! Shut up! I have seen nothing. I don't be you on don't Twitter. I don't be on Twitter. I have seen nothing. I'm going to see Avengers tomorrow night. Let's not talk okay. about it, okay? Endgame. We in the end game now, baby.
6: Of course. It's you so, guys
3: so, are
0: geeks. What, what, don't what? tell me hey, nothing. Hey, 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 Uncle Envy, relax now, man. Cause I, I, yo, I know how you are about Game of Thrones, so, so come on, man. Don't hey, talk hey, about listen. Game of Thrones. You <laughs> cannot compare
3: Game of Thrones to the Avengers. <laughs> That's right, because Avengers <laughs> endgame is way bigger. God. Now, listen, yeah. let's talk about this for one second.
0: Okay, I'll
3: pack it. We don't want to spoil I'll nothing. Pack it. This I don't is, wanna this tell is, y'all how Howard the Duck hero. saves the day for the Avengers. I don't wanna Goodbye, okay. sir. But Howard the Duck saves the day for the Avengers is what I'm hearing. Goodbye,
5: man. You know, somebody got mad at me and said that I ruined the Avengers because I talked about it on the air. I didn't even talk about anything. You don't even know nothing oh, about it. Yeah. I don't even've never seen it in my life. I was like, when did I talk about the Avengers? Knowledge. I don't even What's know who up? they are.
0: What's up, man? Hey, man I want. Hey, I'm mad at Charlamagne, man. About when he came to Dallas, man, I gave him a, uh, a dope shit matter sweatshirt. It's a brand me and my homeboy started, and man, he took it, but he treated it like a mixtape
3: because uh, he ain't never rocked it. What's it called? A dope stuff matters. Yeah, but sugar, honey,
0: iced tea in the middle. Really? Like, I was at the book thing. I gave you the. Um, I think I did I wear that
3: shirt, bro, bro. I, I,
0: I'm not sure. Uh, I thought I well, did. Thank you. Thank you. If you did, I appreciate that. I hey, think. Man, and,
3: uh, I don't, don't quote me on that man.
0: Oh, well, I, I worry yeah, too. You were, well, hey, if you rocked it around the house, <laughs> I still appreciate it, man. You ain't treated like a mix. Nah, I had That's it on right. with
3: no drawers. I was like Winnie the Pooh. That's a, lot of, a little too much information, bro. Jessica. Stop hanging up on guys when I'm about to
4: tell them I ain't got no drawers
3: Hello. on.
7: Hello. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Jessica, the nurse again. How are you guys? Hey, are
4: you, Jessica. Jessica? <laughs> we just finding out Charlemagne doesn't have any drawers on today, but good morning. No, that's not true. I Don't said I
3: walked him. around the house with that guy's shirt yeah, on with first no drawers of on. All,
7: I think that you should allow him to be free. Uh, you know, there's enough in the world restricting us. That's you right. you Go Rambo. Go Renegade.
3: That's right. Thank you very much. Yes. You want to walk around with that little I appreciate your meat. support. You can. Can she
7: talk?
4: Sorry, Jessica. <laughs>
7: Well, first and foremost, I want to say I love you guys. I listen to you. Um, But I got to put this donkey-ass senator. Oh, I don't know if I can say that on the radio wall. Um, I don't think I've ever probably been more upset at someone so ignorant in my entire life, especially about nurses playing cards.
4: (laughs) What happened? Nurses playing cards.
7: Break it down. Yeah,
4: well, I heard some of the story, but I didn't pay attention that much. What what so happened with the nurses playing cards? I didn't know he was mad at them.
7: Basically, uh, Senator Walsh is trying excuse me trying to propose this bill that nurses would have to work mandatory eight-hour shifts because in her state, nurses were fighting for uh, mandatory breaks. We work sometimes twelve plus hours, right? And we don't get a real break. Like, hey, I'm taking my lunch break. That doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Especially in New York where the healthcare situation and nursing is so critical. Mm-hmm. Some nurses have six to seven, almost eight patients. So to even insinuate that, you know, we're playing cards was just so disgusting. It was just you know, she's just like such a and she's just oof.
3: So you might as well just curse. Time. Yeah, say it. I like the way you're editing yourself, but, but you, say it. it feel a what? it'll feel better to just say it.
4: Say it.
7: I can't.
4: Say it.
3: But if she can't, she can't. She, she might can't. go to hell. You can do it.
7: But, you know, the, the point of the matter is there's a lot of things going on in our country and one major important thing that we have to be aware of is health care. Absolutely. We're the front line. We're who are caring for your mothers, your husbands, your loved ones. There are times that I don't even see my kids. I don't even have energy for my own husband because I give 100% to my patients.
4: Well, thank you, Jessica. We appreciate what you do.
7: Thank you so much. And give... Senator
4: Walsh, Donkey of the Day. Hee haw! That was a good one. Get it off your chest, 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, you got rumors on the way?
5: Uh, Yeah, let's set it off this morning with Wendy Williams. Find out what Chris Brown has to say, as well as Van Jones.
4: All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy, we are The Breakfast Good Club. Good morning,
3: happy Wednesday.
4: Let's get to these rumors, let's talk a new house flipping show. This is
3: The Rumor Report
0: with Angela Yee. Club.
5: So, listen up. Nah, 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 so, Scott Disick has a new luxury home remodeling show that's going to be on E, produced by Ryan Seacrest. It's called Flip It Like Dizzyk. And so, basically, he'll be flipping really high end real estate.
3: He does real
4: estate? I didn't even know he
3: did real estate. I didn't estate. know
5: he does that either, but I guess now he does. He said he flipped his first house five years ago. And now he looks at this as his primary passion. He's going to convert multi-million dollar L.A. properties and celebrity friends' guest rooms and his own kids' playhouse in the eight episodes that, that they have he, so far.
3: That means he's never leaving uh, his house. That means it's all his family. I bet you every celebrity on there is uh, <laughs> Kardashian or Jenner. I'm sure. And Ryan Seacrest got to be the godfather of everybody in that house. Children. Oh,
5: he definitely is. And uh, he's also saying he wants to do his own line of furniture as well. Kind of like a modern day Martha Stewart.
3: Oh, that'd be dope. Couches by Dizzyk Sit on the Dizzik. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, shout out to Ariza. He's going to be working on a new thriller film. And he's actually doing all the music for it as well. It's 14 songs in total. And he's doing all of that. And he's starring in the movie as well. So should be pretty exciting. And part of that was because of, I don't know if you guys know the group Grave Diggers. That Come on called. Yeah, of Just course. Just want to make sure. And because of the horrorcore rap and him being having a love for thrillers like that, and the movie is called Thriller and horror movies, I guess they felt like he would be a great addition to something like this. Yeah, that
3: genre never took off the way I thought it would. What's horrorcore. man. Nah.
5: Yeah, I like the Grave Diggers album.
3: I like the first one. First one was hard. Both, both of them was hard.
5: Yeah. All right. And Eminem, it is uh, the 20 year anniversary of the Slim Shady LP. So, to celebrate that, they're going to have all kinds of exclusive merchandise, and that's going to be dropping on Friday. Just so you guys know. Slim
3: Shady is 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Just got to accept you old, bro. Just got to accept that time waits for no goddamn man. Is well, well, he doing O-Matic the
5: show? turned 25 over the weekend. Yeah, Matt
3: th- turned
4: 25. Did he do, is he doing yeah. a show? Eminem doing a show?
3: Or no? Oh, I don't
5: know. I just know he has some merch coming out on Friday. You know how I know the merch god up here that works with us, Dan. He- Already put in, no, he already put in his order. He oh did the pre-order. Goodness.
3: Jesus Christ, Dan.
5: <laughs> All right. I know. He's, Dan is he's a got hype everything. beast. <laughs> he is. My God. And then Wendy Williams. Let's talk about that. Now, they're talking about a police report from back in January where there was a call made that Kevin Hunter was poisoning Wendy Williams. The cops mm. did show up, and when they got to the house, they found her in bed with her blanket covering her from neck to toe. Who poisoned Wendy Williams? Her Allegedly. husband. That's what cops got a call. Jesus With that accusation, Doodoo Brown,
3: Doodoo Brown Brown doing too much again. My God, you are stupid. Jesus Christ, Doodoo.
5: Well, they said the officers asked her if there was any truth to that anonymous tip, and she responded, "I'm very popular."
3: What? 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 (laughs) (laughs) Where you get the story from?
5: You. (laughs) <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anonymous?
5: Yeah. Yeah. An anonymous source. I like, I like to make a tip. That's
4: <laughs> <laughs> in the body okay.
5: now if you watch the Wendy Williams show you'll see that Kevin Hunter's name is also taken out of all of the credits. So this is something that has been a while in the making. She's also looking for a new manager and executive producer for her show.
3: And don't say executive produced by Doodle Brown no more. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's speaking. (laughs) It used to say executive produced by Doodle Brown. And don't say that no more. No.
5: No, it does not. All right, now let's talk about Van Jones because he was on the Wendy Williams show yesterday. And she asked questions as she usually does about his life, his divorce.
1: Let's talk about about. your ex-wife, your soon-to-be ex-wife. So, you know, this show is a breakthrough for the Jones family because Van and his wife, they are getting a divorce. The divorce is not finalized. you still wear your ring?
8: You got something on your hand, too, so I ain't talking
1: about it. No, this is not... (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) Excuse me. This side of the couch is for the asking of the question.
3: Nope, that's not how it works. Wendy has (laughs) to expect that, okay? When you got dirt on your hands, you can't bring up nobody else's.
5: Yeah, that would have been a great time for him to be like, So what's going on with you? Yeah,
3: y'all unless y'all could discuss it together. That's mm-hmm. that's the only way that's gonna work.
5: All right, now Chris Brown in the meantime posted, Okay, Wendy, I don't show up late though. I do have a show to F out. Appreciate the pub. When you broke in you live in the shade. Just know I saw the compliment in between the demons. What did Chris Brown Thanks, have to do with any of this? Boo. That's because of something she said on the show about Chris Brown and Nicki Minaj going on tour together. Mm. Remember, they announced that they have a tour coming. Right. And here's what she had to say. I don't know
1: whether I'd go see Chris, like I said, or Nicki, but... Two of them together, I'm in. Personally speaking, I think that they shouldn't have an opener because I, I like both of them equally, but what they should do is open up together with their new song, Wobble Up. And then maybe Chris disappears off the side of the stage and then Nikki takes over and they break right into a Nikki song. And then for the next city, they open up with Wobble Up and then Nikki disappears and lets Chris continue on. That way everything's equal. Or they can do it this way because they're both notorious for showing up late, so whoever shows up first opens.
3: I've never heard of Chris Brown having a reputation for being late. No, I didn't know either. that either. Yeah, but... Chris isn't Lauren Hill. I don't recall any reports of Chris being tardy for the party. And what is Wobble
4: Up? That's their new single. I haven't heard it.
5: Yeah, the song of, with them together. Yeah. Kicking off the tour. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report.
4: All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, we got front page news. What are we talking about?
5: Um, we are going to be talking about Robert Kraft. If you wanted to see those videotapes, well, you might have to wait a little longer. Nobody him. wants to no. See, no, that see that old
4: prehistoric
3: penis. Why are they doing that? That, that's gotta be illegal. No, it's not. They they were really
4: gonna put him out. For
0: what? I, I mean, I, I want to know, know what
4: purpose that serves to put that out. I have on. no clue. To embarrass that man. That's what exactly that's what it crazy. is. All right. Well, front page news is next, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I work <laughs> with some ah, jerks. Tomorrow, Avengers Endgame. I can't freaking wait. I'm not even really here today. I'm just zoning. There's a blur. Tomorrow, baby,
4: I'll be watching Endgame. What is that Avengers you talk about? Don't worry about it. All right, well, let's you know get it. You know. to- Let's get in some front-page news. Now, the Sixers beat the Nets last night, 122-100. The season is over for the Brooklyn Nets.
5: Yeah, Micah Rubin just sent a message and said, thanks for coming because I was at the game. He said, I need pics and video, evidence of our bet being satisfied.
4: Well, she has the jersey on. She just hasn't displayed it yet. Mike Rubin.
5: Yeah, I do have it on. I haven't posted in it yet, but that wasn't part of the deal. To what? It's just to wear it.
4: No, you got to post it. I'm going to catch you I, I don't have to post it. And you got to take that jacket off. Wearing the jacket over your jersey doesn't help. You could have consulted the room, and I would have told you not to take that <laughs> that was a bad idea. I told
3: you <laughs> to Anything judge, could that, happen. No, anything could not happen.
5: Even when we were down 40, I still not, felt like we could come back. Oh no, my
3: goodness. Knock it off.
4: Now, the Raptors <laughs> beat the Magic 115-96. The Nuggets beat the Spurs 108-90. And the Trailblazers Beat the Thunder 118, 115. Dropping
3: the bombs for Damian Lillard, baby. My goodness. That was an that amazing game-winning yeah. oh, shot. Oh, my gosh. That's the type of action I like to see in the playoffs, baby. Mm-hmm. That's uh-huh. the energy I'm on this morning, okay? And I love the fact when a game-winning shot happens like that or a great moment happens like that, and then eventually it becomes a meme because he got the ill, you-can't-touch-me-at-all face. He does. I put it up on Instagram this morning. Look all at right. this.
5: Look at this! Look at this! All he, right, he's looking, huh? he
4: was looking. looking. I don't know. He's talking to himself. He's in
5: Avengers. vengeance <laughs> everybody what's going on? That can
4: see. <laughs> what else are we talking look about? Look at yeah. me, King! All right, I can look at you. All right, look at me, King. That's Queen. <laughs> Queen, David <laughs> Lillard, baby. Oh my gosh!
5: Go ahead, All yeah. right, now let's talk about the Jeopardy champs. we're talking about winning, James Househower he has surpassed one million dollars in the shortest time ever. That means that he got over $1 million after 14 games. So he's been going hard. This is the third record that he broke since he started competing on Jeopardy. Last Wednesday, he won the episode with a total of $131,000, which topped the one-day record that he had set earlier in his run of $110,000. So congratulations to him. He's going uh, pretty hard. He actually had the one-day record when he broke that. That was at $77,000, so it was almost uh, double that. All right, and Robert Kraft, if you were looking forward to seeing that video of him in the spa with two women using their hands on his Who was looking forward to that? You're not going to be able you're a little to intrigued, that man. After they said two you women, you were a little were. intrigued,
3: No, man. I think it's disrespectful to put him out there like that. Like, I, that's a, I mean, I understand you pressing charges against him, but ain't that a violation of people's rights?
5: Well, he's got them blocking that video from coming out. So, that's uh, what's going on with him. So, I don't know if it's ever going to come out, but as for now, it won't.
3: What is the purpose, though? Like, there's no there reason no. for that video there to be no out purpose. other than to publicly embarrass there that They just to embarrass him. There's like, no what is the reason? It to come out. If it's evidence, then it should be in a court of law and used in, as evidence in a court of law. It don't need to be leaked on well, it I think they
5: feel like some people have already been trying to sell it to the blogs and everything. So I don't know. Clearly somebody mm-hmm. has it out for him. <laughs> and Joe Biden is going to announce that he's entering the 2020 race for president tomorrow morning. There's a video that they're going to put out with his announcement. It's a pretty crowded field already, but he Very is actually crowded. leading in the polls even before he's announced officially that he's running. So. That's, that's
3: the Obama effect. And it's crazy to me that, you know, uh, people. Love Joe Biden so much. I mean, he is interesting, but but the same hell y'all gave Hillary Clinton for being married to Bill Clinton who pushed through the 94 crime bill, the same hell y'all give Kamala Harris for being a prosecutor, y'all better give Joe Biden the same hell because he actually wrote the 1994 crime bill.
5: All right, and United Airlines employee allegedly called a woman a shining monkey. The actress is Casey huge, she was returning home to Houston after she had a speaking engagement on women's empowerment at a university in Michigan. When she was waiting for her luggage to arrive, she asked for a refund code while waiting for her luggage, and that's when the woman got very upset with her from United Airlines and called her a monkey and then a shining monkey.
3: Why a shining monkey? What's a shining monkey? I have
5: no idea what that means. She black? They said that, uh, yes, she's black. They, They said she also told her, stop looking at her with her monkey face. Other passengers did witness the exchange. They tried to intervene but it was unsuccessful. Oh, she's very, be five.
3: very disrespectful. According
5: to uh, reports, her name is Carmela Davano. That's the woman who allegedly was calling her a monkey and a shining monkey. Oh, she'll the, la- be the, the
3: lady didn't throw no slander back. She didn't have no, you know, no, no quick witty quips for that. Carmella? Or whatever She said her name she is? was
5: humiliated. She was crying. She said, I was hmm. the only black woman in the area.
4: Humiliated. You, you're probably hurt right now. You need to get a lawyer. I don't know if you could go to she work today. She does have a lawyer. Shout good. out to uh, good, very Benjamin good. Crump. Yeah, I don't think you could go to work today. You're scoring. You don't even know if you could fly ever again because of what this lady has said. She's distraught. And she's distraught. Her neck hurt. Disgruntal. Her back hurt. Everything hurt. Her she legs hurt. She can't way. hear
9: out of one ear.
3: You <laughs> her, know what I'm I saying? I feel her pain. I saw her. As soon as she got caught a yep. shining monkey, she fell to the floor. You could just tell that that shining monkey. Hit her right in her back, right from, in the back, from the rear. She and, didn't even see it was. She didn't know it was coming. Her butt hurts. And by the too, way,
5: Casey yep. Lee Hughes is also the vice president of the Big Sister Little Sister mentoring program. So all I know is that young lady, that
3: young lady who's walking around with that neck brace on and that that hurt arm and all that emotional distress as well. She need to get paid. Okay, absolutely. They need to pay her for calling her a shining goddamn monkey. You know how hurtful that is. That's very hurtful. I'm, I'm hurt. Don't, I, I don't. I don't think suit. I can work. I can't get out of bed. I'm depressed now. I think I gotta leave. What
4: the airlines?
5: United Airlines. Yeah. And by the way, (laughs) the attorneys also did reference Eric Murdoch, a former NBA point guard, who sued United for $10 million in December. They kicked him out of an exit row and then allowed a white passenger to take his seat. I'm I'm not going
3: to lie. I'm hurt, too. My arm arm hurts now. My elbow hurts. After hearing her being called a shiny monkey. You want to do a class action lawsuit? Let's do it. My knee hurts,
4: too. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back. Speaking of knees. What? What? <laughs> now the writer what and director of left? empire will be joining us my man lee daniels, lee daniels the original big daddy yes and he's bringing his protege jordan e cooper that's
3: right jordan e Cooper's a very sharp young man uh i saw his play that he currently has out called ain't no more i saw it a couple months ago when he was first working on it but um he's
4: really dope all right we'll get into that when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne Tha We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Yes, sir. We have Lee Daniels and Jordan E. Cooper. Welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you. you.
3: Thank you. Lee us. is here. Like Jordan is like your new uh, your muse, so to speak, right?
8: Protege. Protege. Okay. Yeah. Protege. Uh, I was looking for a writer mm-hmm. after uh, Empire for my third show after Star. And it's a comedy. Miss Pat's been on your show. I love Miss Pat. Miss Pat. Phenomenal. So, and we were going through the usual suspects to find a, uh, a storyteller, a writer, to tell this half-hour comedy. She's sort of like a black Roseanne. Y'all seen her on this show, right? mm mm-hmm. Way really funnier good, than Roseanne, though. Way, and less racist. And less racist. Yeah. And we, I, I couldn't find the right writer, so I went into the streets.
5: How did you find Jordan?
8: He was homeless. <laughs> he was in the streets.
6: Clearly,
8: he <laughs> <laughs> you had your little Starbucks cup after for change. I went. I went to see a play. I went to see a play. His agent showed me, told me to see a play that he had written at the Public, um, and they
2: He's were doing a workshop was, about a year a ago.
8: A workshop, yeah. Yeah. yeah, about a year ago, and it was Ain't No Mo, and it changed my life. It changed completely changed my life. It, 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 uh, I understood for the first time why it was that I was a black man. Really? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, yes, I understood why I was a not only a black man but a gay black man in America and what that meant to me, and I found out that he was 22 at the time, and I was said, "Oh my, he's the next." Uh, he, I've never seen anything. I, I'd never seen anything like that since I had, was 17 and saw. I snuck in the back of the theater and saw Dreamgirls. Mm-hmm. It 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 f- my soul up. Mm. So, I um I met him, and. Uh, and the rest is sort of history who yeah. is jordan e cooper sir who are you
2: yeah so jordan e cooper is uh a man who says whoever and whatever the f- he wants to say um i i always tell people i started out in my mama's living room that was my first theater mm-hmm. <laughs> my daddy's living room i started writing when i was like six years old uh i wasn't really exposed to theater as like people know it to be. Um, so all we had was those uh, bootleg DVDs of like those Tyler Perry plays mm-hmm. or like those sort of things that would be sold in the hair salon in the good barber stuff, shop. Good stuff though. Let's what not go on Diamond yeah. Mad Black Woman. What was your Black favorite one? Yes, Diamond Mad Black Woman. No, yes, oh. no, Black no. Woman. what was my favorite one? Ooh, that's a good question. family in the okay. play the play
5: that's how young um, you are he's like i grew up watching that and i'm like I saw that, I'm
2: like, Girl. <laughs> uh, no it was like it was like 1999 2000 something like that jordan <laughs> we're old and we're like, yeah we're like, very old <laughs> <We're running laughs> in our faces all right <laughs> no no so i saw that and uh i like i i've been doing like these plays in my living room but i didn't know that it was a thing the only outlet we really had was church because my parents was sp- sports people so my mom asked my pastor at my church uh if i could put on my plays after church on sundays And so I started doing that, Mm -hmm. and the audiences got bigger and bigger. Then the plays got
5: raunchier and raunchier.
2: What were these early
5: plays about, as a six-year-old? Yeah, I'm
2: talking. There was R. Kelly's "Bumping Ground" was playing in the (laughs) sanctuary. My (laughs) goodness, (laughs) it was a lot it was a lot but but but, but, but i i uh, i got i got uh done with church uh because I, I couldn't necessarily tell the stories that i wanted to tell anymore mm. so i started uh like raising money so i could like uh rent out theaters downtown i mm. started doing that and i started working at jubilee theater in downtown fort worth became their artist in residence and uh i wrote this play based off of kendrick lamar's song called black boy fly yes. uh which ended up uh that money from that play it was like a pay what you can thing with the community and the money from that play got me through my first year of college in new york nice. uh so that happened and then i kept writing kept writing and then um in the summer of 2016 that's when philando Castillo and alton sterling got murdered within a week of each other mm-hmm. and then the dallas incident happened and i always talk about how i found myself uh almost slipping into a depression in a lot of ways um and i'm the kind of person who likes to laugh like i'm the guy at funerals like why is this bitch wearing a bra and she's going six feet under or why it, does her wig look like two <laughs> squirrels are <laughs> f-ing each other on the top of her head um like I, I i have to kind of morph my brain uh to laugh through that pain and so basically uh i came up with this concept of ain't no mo which is like what if all black folks in america Um, when we originally came over here as cargo, unwillingly, what if we just willingly decided to pack up and move to Africa?
5: Like a one-way flight.
2: Yeah, one-way flight. Which has been a real
3: conversation lately. I've
2: heard people really consider it. The game just
5: posted on his social media, the game just said, if we all moved to Africa, we would cripple the economy in America. He just posted that a couple of days ago.
8: But he poses a very good question about if we left, which is...
2: Which is basically like the the
8: and they exposed in the play
2: yeah so it's like it's like two sides of the coin right because it's like for me it's like yeah let's let's like let's get out but also like <coughs> my ancestors blood is buried in the soil their bones are buried under that dirt so and they fought to call this place home for me to be able to call this place home so for me to leave their blood and leave that their bones on this soil what does that mean does that mean all their all their blood was spilt for no reason um and so I wanted to pose the question of like what is America if it wasn't for black folks or what is like we are America in a lot of ways. So like what if all this all this culture that we created, there's a character in the play called Miss Bag and she's the physical bag, mm-hmm. but like all of blackness lives inside of her. Everything that black black folks have ever created, everything from the wobble to fried chicken to like anything you could think of mm-hmm. is, is inside of that bag. And so uh, I don't want to give the play away, but, but she she's a character of her own. And so I wanted to pose the question of like, what what would happen? Uh, because when Trump got elected, like a lot of us were like, like we getting the out of here. Like, <laughs> I can't, like, Absolutely. no, I can't
3: do this. It felt like it was about to be the end of it. Right, it really did. Right.
2: But then the, also on the other side of that, I felt like, I always call it the great American hangover because I had never seen white women so mad Then when Donald Trump got elected they, they voted for they did not have they their the way. got him in the White House but, no but I'm talking about the liberal white women Okay, the you. liberal white women who did not have their way right and white folk I don't think white folks were used to being told no mm-hmm. and so <laughs> I think they felt with black women and black folks have been feeling for the past 400 years that day um, and so there was a moment of pain for me of like damn like how are we going to get over this and then there was wait We've always gotten over it, mm-hmm. right? right. Mm-hmm. And so, rather than me saying, "Okay, let's get the f- out, let's leave," I had to ask myself the question: No, why not fight for what was built here, for what we built this country that we built? Why not fight mm-hmm. for it and take it back?
3: Why do you think comedy is so important in the consumption of serious topics like this?
2: I think I think it's like it's like we have to laugh to get over the bridge of pain, right? So when, when, I, said, when I did the right,
8: Butler, I ass. found that the um, that the slaves that in this. I didn't know you had a stutter, Lee. Statistical. How you say statistical? Statistical. That the slaves that survived, the slaves that survived the voyage were those that laughed. Yeah. That that's what kept us alive. So we laughed through our pain. We have And I think that which is really deep.
4: All right, we got more with Lee Daniels and his protege Jordan E. Cooper when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have the writer and director of Empire here, Lee Daniels, and also his protege, Jordan E. Cooper. Yee?
5: Just for what you were talking about, comedy, right, to kind of get through the pain, we think about Dave Chappelle and what he had to say about the Chappelle show. Now, does it matter who's laughing at the joke and how they might interpret it? Because sometimes you look Mm. at people laughing and you're like, are they laughing for the right reasons?
2: Right, 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 right. That's Uh, awesome question because it's like especially in like the form of theater in like New York theater right it's like when we put on these plays like the majority of people who know about these plays or who can afford these tickets Mm -hmm. uh, which we're trying to change is like older white people Right, and so what happens is I, I kind of was aware of the medium that I was going into with this play, and I purposely tried to rip up the floorboards in a lot of ways. So, for instance, when you first come into the show, uh, you hear back that ass up, mm-hmm. and like negro usually, you stand yeah, up. A, ne- a great <laughs> <laughs> negro-, negro. That's why I was like, "Lift every voice and sing." It. It's yes, not sir. the Negro national yes, anthem, sir. okay? Back that ass up is, um, but it's, it's it's I wanted to create this environment where when you walked in, you knew this space was for you. You knew this play was for you, and like people who don't know that song are like, oh, yeah, yeah, which but, is a
8: problem but... for for theater because theater is meant for white people that are 50 years old, mm-hmm. and this is the this is the it's genius. It's not meant for them. They took it. They took it. <laughs> they did take it. it. And I think that what is brilliant about the play is is that it will do. I think it'll do, and I'm so happy that the public allowed Sonia Friedman and I to come on as producers now, because I think that this play will do for. Broadway and theater, what Empire did for television. They'll young kids will come to it like it's a Beyonce concert. It's that brilliant. So um Yeah. Empire I mean, doesn't but,
3: get the credit for ushering in this new black renaissance on I know. TV, though. Why what is that about?
8: I think this uh-huh. I think we're passe. I think that we don't I think that uh we didn't know what we were doing at the time. And and as I think that we don't we didn't know what we were doing at the time. It literally changed the the uh the the way we were all perceived and uh no we don't get the credit jordan you started writing ain't no more it's therapy and you said you didn't know exactly
3: what you were writing so what was the turning point that made you realize it was a actual play that you could share with the public
2: once i realized that i was crying and laughing with the same tear mm. um i think that's when i decided okay this is okay like when people walk in like the whole scene is about reclaiming reclaiming the space so you you you're asking black folks to say the president is my <laughs> I don't care if for white person is I mean to you, this you was, you was very disturbing say, turn to your neighbor and say the mm-hmm. president mm-hmm. is my like, no, we you go did, to not church. turn to no not turn you at church. first
8: you said turn to your neighbor and say your president and all the white people and they're like what the yes they talking? look so <laughs> <uncomfortable>. <laughs> I mean, it was ew, like you know <laughs> white people was like huh yeah like, <laughs> and then and then some black people are like into and you say not only the president is 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 my but he is the the so this really—it's—it's—it's—you yeah. yeah. start off like that, mm-hmm. and it takes you its a, it's seduce, it brings you in, and I think that uh, it's rare to find uh, audacity, and that's what I look for in work. Yeah. You we can get like my
2: walkouts. A lot of a lot of white really? people walk out. walk out. A out lot way. of white people walk out. And some
8: black out. people yeah. are like some black, wh- people, I, like
2: some black people who aren't used to like 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 as soon as they hear they're like, oh, no, we're we, we not doing this today. But that's but how people me, felt when Barack won. Like, we were like, is, man,
3: we ain't really going to work is. the
6: next day. Like <laughs> We didn't. Really I didn't is. go to work. <laughs> 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 I didn't, know.
2: It really was. It really was. And I, I think I think a lot of us miss that. I think a lot of us forget that. But also, like, like I go back to Larry Wilmore, right, when Larry Wilmore did the final correspondence dinner, yeah, and yeah. he was like, uh, Barack, you did it, my n-. And like a lot of people were like <laughs> up and arms about they that. And I had to I had to check myself because I was like, No, why he said that in front of all them white folks? And I was like, well, people. why not? I was yeah. like, why not? And so that's what I wanted to do with the play. I was like, I was like, I wanted people to know that this this is your space. Like, don't let anybody shush you. Don't let anybody turn to you and be like, oh, you can't say that, you can't do this. Like, this is your space. Like, whenever uh we had um, uh swag surfing come on uh during the show and like there was another a row, negro spiritual, yes. yes another negro spiritual, yes, praise the Lord. And in the back, there was uh there was just a whole row of like black folks just man, I got that swag. <laughs> and you just saw these two or the white people in front of them just get up and walk out and that was like right before they the play it's like, they couldn't take it they couldn't take that energy they couldn't take that swag they couldn't take that blackness they couldn't take that that power because it is a power and you have to be ready to to let go of your own guilt you have to be ready to let go of your own uh of your own idea of what theater is in order to enjoy that kind of experience um and
3: back in the day that started a lot of revolts too like you know black people would get together they would start
6: singing
8: Mm -hmm. and chanting and the next thing you know they start killing white people right literally who got out of (laughs) (laughs) there i mean he redefines what he for me this redefines theater for me i think that you know going into this my sister had never seen a play nor was she interested in seeing a play she's 50 years old she had never uh, wasn't interested in seeing a play until this until this and she's like now open to theater so that's i think it's important for black people to understand that there is theater for us that's amazing
3: now i haven't seen the, the newest rendition of ain't no more but they said that are you dressing in drag yes, I'm I play, play. He didn't peaches? yes
8: see you you saw you did not see him as peaches you saw it in its earliest form mm-hmm. in la yeah we uh, had the script they put for up they were literally reading you saw it, we, yeah, you saw yeah. it before yeah. anybody saw it yeah. and uh and now i decided that he wrote it since he wrote it he should play peaches hmm. he was like well, no man, I should I should give it to a gay actor that is like that is in need of work because you can't find drag queens that are in need of work. You, right. you got you know I, should, I said no. My, you wrote this. This is you. Put on them heels. Put that wig on and mm-hmm. play peaches. So it's real.
2: Which I did, and I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to do, but <sighs> uh, but once I once I like actually. Took hold of the language. It was like putting on a glove, mm-hmm. um, which I try. I always said that I never wanted to be in my own stuff, but but once I did uh, peaches, it just it just felt it just felt so right. Is that when um, the black people started walking out? No. no. Hey! Surprisingly. No. But that's, what we, that's, what, that's also what we talk about in the play, right? Because I wanted to take, I, I wanted my question, because Peaches is, she's this flight attendant who's in charge of, this gate agent who's in charge of getting all black folks onto this plane. She's the only one in charge of getting black folks onto this plane. So I wanted to ask the question, I want to put up blackness in history with queerness and blackness. Because a lot of times whenever we think of gay, we think of white. And a lot of times whenever we think of black, we think of black, right? When actually those two things can intersect and coexist for millions of people. Mm. So what does it mean if this drag queen is helping all these black folks onto this plane and she even talks about in a, in a monologue, she talks about like um, sometimes will never accept any other n*** that don't fit into their tiny idea of what a can be. Mm. Right, she talks about how how she got beat up the night before by a group of mm. who she's also helping check onto this plane. Mm. Right, so like like what does what what does that mean? And so I wanted to I wanted this this queer black person to be in charge of blackness for a day, right? Because so often we're forgotten in Black history, right. we're not mentioned in Black history, but we're there. Everybody's there. So, is there
5: plans to make this into a, a feature film?
2: I'm hoping, possibly, yeah. Hoping, yeah. We're gonna take it to
8: uh, possibly take it to London. But he's gonna be writing Miss Pat. So yes. Which I'm so excited about y'all, Miss Pat is like so,
3: ah, Before yeah. we get to Miss Pat, let's only talk yeah. about PG yeah. for a second. Because you know yeah. there's gonna be a lot of dudes out there that say oh, black men emasculate themselves by dressing as women all the time for a little bit of fame and laughter. What do you what do you got to say to them?
2: I think to that I say that's ignoring blackness. You can't say you love black folks and say like that. Mm-hmm. You can't say you love black folks and hate gay people. Because then you're 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 excluding um, you're excluding blackness. You're like doing the same thing that they're doing to us. All right, we have more with Lee Daniels and Jordan E. Cooper when we come back. Don't
4: move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have the writer and director of Precious and Empire. With us, Lee Daniels, also his protege, Jordan E. Cooper. Yee. That's you think the
5: world is too politically correct now? no. Yeah, I I, and if it is, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that new, I think you have to I think that there's people a People get mad about Like I can't get get believe That they're offended yeah. by this or I can't believe But that's my next show That's my very is. next
8: show Before Miss <laughs> Pat We're doing it In a sort of a comedic way
4: So, Listen, that, so Even like a living color Could you see a living color On air now Right
8: now at this time Sadly Sadly no I would do it I would do it but I, would do exactly. I mean I think Sadly but I think That they're allowing us The space to do My show
3: um, but it's hard to do sketches now though, especially is. when real life is way better. Like, who could script the Jesse Smollett situation?
8: I mean, who, <laughs>
5: who can write
3: something like that?
5: <laughs> <laughs> not, not me. <laughs>
3: not me. <laughs> not I. Lee, what were your initial thoughts when you first heard
8: about the Jesse Smollett situation? You saw it. I went to Instagram. My initial thoughts. I went straight to Instagram, yeah. and it was a, uh, it was a. Uh, Probably the most devastating because, you know, look, you know, there's only two judges. It's God and that that man with the the the, gavel. With the gavel. Mm -hmm. Those are the two judges. I cannot judge. I can only uh, have compassion. And my thoughts are inconsequential. I mean, I I, I just... But they got though, because you
3: run Empire. So there was rumors that you were going to get rid
8: of him and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. Mm -hmm. We're in talks to figure out what we're going to do with the show. Mm. It is very painful to talk about. Even now. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh I think that we're still living it and we're trying to figure it out and uh Yeah. And regardless, you know what? I'm standing by him because um regardless of the outcome, because I can't discard someone that it's like discarding my son.
3: He yeah. made a mistake. That's all. Well
5: his brother's saying Allegedly. that it did still happen. Yeah. He's saying that Jesse is not lying about the incident and that mm-hmm. there's things that we don't know mm-hmm. and that Jesse is telling the truth.
3: Mm-hmm. Jordan, do
2: you believe him? My name is Bennett.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> that, that was man. in everything. Else. Yo, i side
3: Jordan. Jordan got all these hot deep takes on everything. <laughs> He's like, hey man, hey, hey, you know? What I'm saying? Hey, hey. Have you spoken to Jesse
8: though? Yeah, I speak to him. Okay, I spoke to sees from, him. He's at work. <laughs> I took. A, I had to take a break, you know, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was consuming everything. I saw you I, and Dame squash your beef. That's, we did. I see that. We that, did.
4: That, did. that, that was to two million we squashed our beef okay
8: <laughs> y'all be working with each other
4: Will y'all be working with each other some future stuff or y'all I just think squashed so it? yeah
8: i think so he's a good man and i think that uh i was out of pocket and i think that it
4: takes a real man to admit that absolutely
8: no because I mean, sometimes you really get caught up in into the white voice that's in your head that are surrounding you saying no you signed a document lee daniels you do not owe him any money
5: that was your white voice, too. That was, like yes, because that's what my lawyers, my, my lawyers and my agents <laughs> were telling me
8: that. You don't owe any money. <laughs> right. But you know one thing? If I didn't pay them Monsters Balls <laughs> back, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to make, you know what I mean? Right. So okay. that's just real talk, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So it was a wake-up call, and sadly, it, it took the public humiliation. I believe in karma, and I believe that I deserved it, and, um, and I wish him the best, because he really believed in me when nobody did, and Hollywood was not f***ing with me.
4: And that's what he always said. He always yeah, said he I mean, believed in you, and, and I'm glad that y'all worked it out. Yeah,
8: I love him. That's the most
4: important. Now, are
3: there other people you feel like that about that you may want to make things right with? No. Okay. <laughs>
6: I'm
8: just asking. Next question.
6: <laughs> Uh-oh, we know there's it somebody out there
8: that won't leave you alone. <laughs> you know, I'm just fing with you. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's, just it, that's it. Uh, you know, that situation is what it's going to be. I think we yeah. have to choose to disagree. And I think that I have, I really, again, I have nothing but compassion for her. And she got a job with, um, <laughs> she got a job. Monique? Yeah, she got a job with, uh, she got a, a commercial with, um, Childish oh, yeah. well, Gambino. You Glover, so, yeah. like, you know, now she's like, you know, she's, I guess, I mean, I'm friends with all of them. So, I mean, you know, he's friends with all us. So, I mean, I commercial? I'm excited for her. Yeah, and it's good. Mm-hmm. It's really it's a good. Great commercial. Yeah, it's, she's really good in it. Mm-hmm. So, what's the future of Empire, Lee? Future of Empire, yo, is going to be bombastic that's all I can say I think that what this has done I think that the Empire came at like lightning like it came as like a lightning so they are depending on me to come up with something. they're finally saying okay Lee what you gonna do yeah and I said I'm gonna f- everybody up and I said it's time for me to do something that's completely unexpected That's gonna say okay Daniels is back at the helm do you kill him off I told you that's a secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You no, know, yeah. people thought you wrote the whole hoax story. They thought I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really painful. You know, why would I write something that you know that that happened to me? This, these things happen. I didn't get hung by with a noose or anything, but you know that I think that's painful. I think that uh, this is real. Like I was abused. I was chased home every day, bullied, and Jordan's next play is about suicide. You know what I mean? Because we both thought he is writing this play about suicide, and and I, as he hung up the phones, we were talking about. The situation about this little kid and he was saying you know that's what my next plays about I hung up the phone I was like why would this kid this brilliant kid ever think of suicide and then it took me to realize that that I'd actually thought of suicide mm-hmm. at eight, and I had blocked all of it out that's what we are doing to our young men
2: right. especially like when you because I I had those thoughts when I was like 12 13 years old and so it, it just seemed a lot easier to, to not be a burden to anybody, except especially myself. And like, especially being black and queer, it's like, oh, this is not what God wants. Oh, this is not what your family wants. Um, you're, you're not welcomed on this earth. You're not welcomed here. I was talking to him and I was talking to somebody else the other day and I was like, man, I wake up in the morning sometimes so grateful that I didn't listen to those voices. Damn right. Because it was like, if you, if, if you did, you wouldn't get to see your family evolve You wouldn't get to see the world evolve. You wouldn't get to write the stories that are put inside of you. You wouldn't get to be sitting here on the Breakfast Club. Uh, (laughs) You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. be able to see what what life actually has for you which is so much more than that dark moment that you're feeling people people don't realize that I, I especially in the black community i don't i don't think we we realize that what you say that joke that you say you could have your little cousin sitting on the in the corner over there and he could be hearing you and he could be laughing along but you don't know what that pla- that's planting inside of his head right. um and we don't we like folks this is why i'm so grateful for you and your books because it's like you actually talk about mental health in the black community You break it down right? and we don't that's not something that we we talk about because it's like Why you go to church you pray it? you get it over with because, because I think a lot of us still have a slave mentality I really do I think a lot of us still think that we are meant to get married we are meant to go to church and work that's it
3: yeah we're an interesting people especially when it comes to like homosexuality because it's like we'll tell people they're going to hell for that but we won't tell people they're going to hell for killing another black person you right. won't tell them they're going to hell
2: for selling drugs, robbing people, sexually
3: assaulting women. You don't go to hell for none of that, but you go yeah. to hell for right. being
2: homosexual. Right. In the past is just the male man, not the male. You know what Amen. I mean? Amen.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining <laughs> hey, <me>. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Ain't no mm-hmm. more. Ain't no more. It's out right now. It's at the Public Theater. Mm-hmm. Yes.
6: Please check it out. How exactly. long? For how long? The till May Till
2: May The Public Theater is uh, 425 Lafayette Street. Uh, it's uh, downtown on Astor Place in mm-hmm. New York City. Yeah. We're trying to see how we can uh, bring it to a wider audience as well. Because I, I think it's something that, that a lot of people, we really enjoy. We need it.
8: It's yeah. something that we need.
3: Mm-hmm. May 5th, and Jordan will be back here in a couple years to tell us how he didn't make no money with Lee Y'all Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> to and under duress,
0: oh with oh no lawyer. It's Lee <laughs> Daniels. It's Jordan
4: E. Cooper. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor report, rumor report. This is
3: the rumor report. Talk to With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club.
5: All right. Well, Cardi B is not having it right now, and she posted herself talking about these blogs and in particular she talked about shade room and she even discussed the owner of shade room angie i be popping off at this water
10: buffalo bill bitch angie the owner of the shade room because she knows that she's not allowed to post me so what does she do she posts man people that she know that i'm associated with for example qc right This is the owner of one of the most successful black-owned label right now. But nah, she'd rather post him when he's dealing with drama, baby mama drama, Carisha, Young Miami. Everybody thought that it was not going to be successful after JT got locked up. But no, y'all rather not post that. Y'all rather post some that's going to set her up to get dragged in the comments.
5: All right. In addition, uh, I guess in response to at the Shade Room did post some screenshots of some of their positive coverage of Cardi B and people around her as well. And she still wasn't buying it. She had this to say about blogs in general actually fueling beefs.
10: Blogs, stop claiming they talk for the people when y'all fuel drama in between these artists. Like, for example, that Kodak and TI Beef, that should have been stopped. But people kept fueling it and fueling it. And it's like, yo, at the end of the day, they are street Y'all want these artists to change? Or y'all really don't want them to change? Do y'all want them to stay the same because it benefits y'all? Or because y'all capitalize on these (laughs) drama?
3: I, I understand what uh, Barty is saying, but that same logic can be applied to her and Angie because the beef between Cardi and Shade Room has gone on too long. Can we get those two on the phone to have a conversation and smooth out their problems and smooth out their issues? No,
5: I didn't really know there was a beef between them.
3: No, well, I, well, I think I've seen Cardi get at them before. Or maybe it was ball alert. One of, the, Maybe it was both. I don't remember.
5: Oh, I didn't. Well, even... obviously,
3: they have a problem. And I also think blaming the blogs uh, is is a bit off. Only because social media is gonna fuel that, regardless of if the blogs posted or not. If if, if Ti no. says something to Kodak, yes. If Ti says something to Kodak Black, and then Kodak Black says something back to Ti, social media in general is gonna hype it up. Well,
5: all I know is I do Rumor Report every day, and if you say it, it's fair game for Rumor Report. And if I don't report on things, people are like, why didn't you talk about this? Why yeah. didn't you talk about that? It doesn't mean you're trying to fuel it. I'm just letting yeah, y'all know and, what's and, happening. That's already posted.
3: And shade room and ball alert and Hollywood unlocked and any of these other sites, all they're doing is reacting to what's already going on in the culture. They're reacting to what's already going on. Yeah, on social Yeah, but she's media.
4: saying if you're gonna po- if, if you're gonna post the negative stuff, post the positive as well. That's all she, I think she's saying. They
3: do. They probably don't do as, as much, as, as, much they, right. as much as they should. They probably don't get as many they do.
5: clicks. Maybe.
4: They do,
3: we know it does. Yeah, they? you definitely <laughs> don't. That's, that's the truth. All right, right.
5: now Cartney B also uh, had this to say about the blogs in the comments like oh why are they making documentaries about r kelly
10: why are they making documentaries about michael jackson because y'all make people feel like it's okay to do so why wouldn't a white caucasian person try to capitalize of the drama that happens in in the black entertainment business when black blogs capitalize off their own drama and problems y'all barely post positive about us so why would a white blog post positive about us
3: that, the negative does sell. That is a fact. Drama mm-hmm. sells, and all these people claim to be vegan, but nothing nothing sells out like beef. I and mean, that's a fact.
5: Well, I feel bad reporting this YG song now. But uh, YG has released a new track. It's called Stop Snitching. It's about Takashi69. Now, it's hard for me to even play a snippet of this because it's very not safe <clears throat> for work. And that means our job because we can't play all these curses and uh, slurs. But here's what it sounds like
0: I can smell a bitch bugging a mile away. And the sogets, he's a it made on this license plate. A and James like love sand real, but he get a of hate. You know I'm no, I'm in the real. I'm gonna have to back away. You got feel in your heart, so you cooperate. I can't say how the kids operate. You's a bitch. Your mom know you a bitch. Your girl, you know you a bitch. I don't know how she suck your
2: balls. You got caught some snitch. Your best friend in your clique. Y'all got caught in the lick Everybody went down because you snitch. Ah.
5: I can't uh,
3: even play the hook it, for you. It's a lot of snitches out here. It's a lot of federal informants out here. That song is not strictly about Takashi. I don't think that song is about Takashi at all.
5: Well, you know, he has issues with Takashi. No, I, I think Probably it has before. a little to do with Takashi. Yeah, I think so. They had
4: their problems, and Takashi was throwing issues at This song is
5: called Snitch. Takashi's just a, another snitch
3: in a long line of snitches. <laughs> like, I got this song. It's not just I, regulated to Takashi. And I want to tell y'all something. What? That, that video for that song uh, is phenomenal. Drop on the clues, bombs for YG. I've already, I saw the video.
5: The hook is very catchy, but I can't say any of it.
3: The video is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And if you're from uh, Charleston, South Carolina, and you know the story of Denmark VC, then you know that, you know, we call sn- uh, sn- snitches and informants the descendants of the slaves that ratted out Denmark Vesey. You, you're going to like this video.
5: All right, well, the new album is called For Real, For Real, and that's out May 3rd, FYI. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report.
4: All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Charlemagne got donkey. Who are you giving that donkey to, brother? Uh, Lee Daniels. No, I'm going to give it to um, huh? Roman, Roman Polanski. What'd you say? <laughs> you giving it what to Yo, Yo, uh,
3: Lee, um, Drum, Lee Daniels asked about you. Drum is all boy. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What'd he yeah. say? He just asked about him. Asked who he was. That's all. Drum don't want me to pass the information along.
5: You don't?
4: John, you with that? You miss your blessing. That's Hello.
3: all you.
5: New protege alert.
4: Got... <laughs> New muse. <laughs> you got some bread, John.
5: Wow. I Ooh. thought you just said money shouldn't matter. He
4: didn't, he didn't say no. He didn't say
5: no. Don't, need
4: to <laughs> I don't nah, get a I right, don't get dance. No, Roman Polanski, next. yes. All right, keep it locked. It's Breakfast Club. Good
11: morning. This don't be a Duncan because right yeah. now you want some real Duncan.
4: It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey
3: man, hit me with the hero. Uh,
0: Did she get Donkey in the name? Please tell absolutely.
1: me. I have become Donkey of the Day.
3: At the Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, uh, donkey today for Wednesday, April 24th goes the Roman Polanski. Now, if you don't know who Roman Polanski is, he's a film director, producer, writer, and actor. And since 1978, the year I was born, he has been a fugitive from the U.S. criminal justice system because he fled the country while awaiting sentencing in a sexual abuse case. Uh, he pled guilty. To statutory rape. I repeat, he pled guilty to statutory rape. In 1977, uh, Roman Polanski was arrested and charged with drugging and raping a 13-year-old girl. He pled guilty to the lesser offense of unlawful sex with a minor. He spent 42 days undergoing psychiatric evaluation in prison as he was preparing for sentencing, uh, and he was expecting to be put on probation, but he fled to Paris after learning that the judge planned to indeed put him in prison. Now, Roman's career didn't miss a beat. He went to Europe and continued to make films. In fact, he won Francis Caesar Award for Best Picture and Best Director, Uh, received three Oscar noms for a film called Test, and he produced and directed The Pianist, and that film won three Academy Awards, including Best Director for Roman Polanski. And in 2010, he was awarded Best Director for a film called Ghost Rider. Think about that. Roman Polanski pled guilty to sleeping with a 13-year-old girl when he was, like, 45, Mm. all right? He fled the country. Uh, He's a fugitive here in America, yet he still won an Oscar for Best Director in 2002. Okay, multiple-choice question. Did Roman Polanski get this break because he's A, white, B, male, C, rich, or D, all of the above? What do you think, E? D. Envy, what do you think? (laughs)
5: The,
3: The letter after C. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> hard to say white privilege isn't real when Albert Wilson a young black college student was sentenced over 12 years in prison for rape but didn't even have sex with the victim uh, have you heard this story true story do your googles Albert Wilson was 20 at the time and the young girl was 17 they both were in this bar under the legal drinking age they ended up going back to his place the young girl said she was raped Albert said all they did was kiss no seminal fluid or DNA was found but his saliva was found on her chest because that's where he said he kissed her and Albert Wilson got 12 years in prison, a lifetime of probation, and a mandatory sex offender title. Meanwhile, Roman Polanski, 45 years old, admits to sleeping with a 13-year-old girl, flees the country before his sentencing, which is a whole other crime, and he gets an Oscar. Hey, young black world in America, life is not fair. Get used to it. Well, one thing I have realized is uh, where privilege exists, entitlement is sure to follow. And when you give someone an inch of privilege, they will take a yard of entitlement, okay? Roman Polanski is indeed an entitled individual because instead of keeping his fugitive ass low, he is currently attempting to sue the Oscar Academy. What is Roman Polanski suing the Oscar Academy for? Let's go to Entertainment Tonight, CBS Los Angeles for the report, please.
8: The disgraced director is suing to get back in the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences.
1: A case is pending in L.A. Superior Court for Roman Polanski. He fled the U.S. in 1978 after he was charged with statutory rape. He continued to work and even won an Oscar in 2003 for The Pianist. The 85-year-old was expelled from the Academy last year. Polanski's court papers say he was removed without notice and his request for reconsideration was denied The Academy says the procedures taken to expel Polanski were quote fair and reasonable
3: the audacity of caucasity Uh, Here's the thing. You can be mad at Roman Polanski, but can you really be mad at Roman Polanski? Seriously, if you admitted the statutory rape in 1978 pled guilty to statutory rape then fled the country but since your guilty plea, you were nominated nominated for an Oscar three times, even won one, and the Oscar still kept you on its membership board. And then all of a sudden, over, over almost 40 years later, since I caught this charge, you want to expel me from the board because I am not in accordance with the organization's standards of conduct? Uh, Oscar Academy, did the standards of conduct change? Because Roman, Ben had these charges. Y'all never stopped celebrating him. Y'all never stopped rewarding him. So why would he not sue y'all when y'all expel him? There are no new grounds on which to oust him. Y'all had every reason to oust him before and kept him on. So, of course, at this stage in the game, he would think he's done nothing wrong. This is why rewarding bad behavior is not okay. You don't give a puppy a treat. Because he tore up the couch and defecated all over the house. If the puppy thinks he's going to get a treat for doing something wrong, then he will never learn to do anything right. And he will continue the behavior that was getting him the treats. The Oscars have been enablers all these years. They have aided and abetted and fed Roman Polanski's dysfunction. So now Roman wants to know
0: why he's not allowed to eat.
3: You know... Now that I think about it, let's make this a double donkey, please. Mm -hmm. Uh, Please give Roman Polanski and the Oscars Academy the biggest hee-haw. they both stupid in this situation. (laughs) Because Roman Polanski needs to know, all right, you've been getting away with murder for a long time. Okay? And the Oscars have been enabling this for a long time. Now all of a sudden you want to have a change of heart?
5: He can't even come here, right? No, he can't. can't. You've been been rewarding this
4: criminal for all of these years. Now you want to take him off the board? Huh? Mm -mm. Come on now. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. Up next, Ask Yee, 800 585 1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, 800 585 1051. Ask Yee is next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, earlier during Get It Off Your Chest, this uh young man called. His name is Patrick. He was mad at his girlfriend, and he's on the line. He needed some help, Yee. Patrick, you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Now, explain to Yee what's going on.
0: Yo, what's happening? Hey, Patrick. Boy, hey, fam. Man, I've been um, I've been having this issue with with her. I think she's going through like a little depression thing. Mm-hmm. We got a one-year uh, uh, son. He's going to be one here in June. But um, you know, I I, I be hearing y'all talk about mental health awareness. Um, uh, I'm a black man. I believe in our black brothers and sisters fully. So uh, we've been having a problem. So my my last option was to offer some counseling. Like, let's go do some couples counseling. That turned into like the hugest argument I can ever expect and that led me to come home to an empty house last night Uh, not to mention I work two jobs I get up every morning at 2.30 leave my house at 3 Mm -hmm. come back at 7.30 take my daughter to school go to another job and don't get back until 8 at night I have two kids outside of our relationship that she was helping take care of and it just kind of just put me on the spin because now I'm left just kind of with my hands in the air you know she just packed up and left while I was at work
5: So, So wait, you guys have a one-year-old?
0: He's 10 months. He'll be one in June.
5: You think she might have postpartum depression?
0: That's what everybody keeps telling me, and that's why I keep trying to offer some type of counseling, or, you know, and she literally just starts screaming, I don't need no counseling, and, you know, X, Y, Z, but it's like, eventually it's going to come to the point to where it's going to break off our relationship, and that's pretty much where it's at now. You know, she was arguing through text messages, and I'm just telling her, like, you know, uh, you know i want something to change you know i don't i don't i'm tired of you acting the way you're acting you know we need to get some help and all she, she keep saying was you know, like it leave but she lived with me so you know i was on the phone trying to talk to her i literally could not get one word out to this lady
5: is there anybody else close to her besides you that can speak to her like a family member somebody related I, to try, her i
0: tried her mom like her mom really can't get to her she got a twin sister i tried i, I actually inboxed her sister on facebook Yesterday to ask her, I talked to her to, to let her know what was going on, but I never got a response. But some are the only people that she got around her right now, but yeah, I sometimes it's
5: concerned all the way around, you know. No, it, it does sound like it might be some type of postpartum depression because she's never acted like this before, right?
0: No, I mean it was a little bit before the child, but like not to this extent. Like, I, like she doesn't work right now. She keeps saying she wants to work, which I understand, but I provide everything. Right. There's no need for even to have the work. I'm trying to get her to understand, enjoy this time with this new child we have and look for a job that's going to work for the family before you just go back to work. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't get that opportunity to sit there and enjoy that first time with a child or that first year. You know, I know I didn't because I was out supporting my
5: children. You know? Right. So it sounds like she definitely has to get some help, but she's not receptive to that coming from you, uh, from that suggestion coming from you. Also, it sounds like every time you guys have a discussion, it leads to an argument, which I'm not saying is your fault at all. But that's what it leads to because she's defensive about it and she probably hasn't identified. And for some women, sometimes it's embarrassing to have these feelings that you can't explain. Right. So I think, A... Let's get, some, get her some research. You don't have to sit down and talk to her about it. But why don't you just compile some of that? I think it also is important for you to have someone else. Sometimes it's hard for somebody that's close to us to talk to us about things that they're having issues with. Because you hurt the people closest to you when you're going through something. And that might be hard for her, too, to hear that coming from you. So it might have to come from somebody else. And I do want right. to say in arguments... It is difficult when somebody's telling you what you need to do instead of explaining how it affects them. So sometimes you're telling someone, well, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're going to make this happen. Instead of saying... That's,
0: exa- that's exactly what's going on. But when I when I try to express how, why I'm feeling this way or why I think we need help, it's like she don't want to hear that.
5: Yeah, and... It is important when we have these discussions how we phrase things and how we say it. But it also seems like right now she's not really trying to hear it anyway. You know, because I I find that when I argue, I try not to accuse the other person of doing things. I talk about how I feel. I feel like this. Let's figure out how we can work on this together to come up with a resolution because... I don't know, you know, um, if I'm the person that can get you the help you need, but I want to make sure that you get it, and I want to make sure that I can support you. And so sometimes it's best to try to approach it that way without screaming or yelling. And you said she's screaming or yelling at you. You're not doing it to her. You're just listening, but it's also the approach. And hopefully her sister will reach back out to you. But I will recommend that you try to find a person that can help her. Ask a professional how you should go about it. In other words, do the research. See if you can get some recommendations for a therapist or somebody she can talk to. That might not be enough. She might need to be on some type of medication right now because she's feeling that hopeless. But maybe uh, get in touch with that professional and see what they have to say. So hold on the line and let me see if we can um, get somebody for you. Okay. Good luck, bro. Let's get his information. Hold on. And let's see if we can uh, refer somebody to him.
4: All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, man. everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne The Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's
11: this? Yes, this is Sherry Brown. Hey, Sherry Brown. Yeah, what's, what's your cool question <laughs> I'm from Hampton, Virginia. I've been trying to get in touch with y'all for like months and months and months. hu
5: seven five seven eight
4: zero four. Okay. She yeah. didn't sound too <laughs> <laughs> okay, right.
5: Okay, Sherry, so let's hear your question. Okay, okay.
11: Um, I'm a very smart... By the way, I, um, y'all um, inspire me a lot. I, I listen to the radio because I suffer with PTSD, and I love music, and music calms me down. I can do a lot of things with music. I can cook with music. I can dance to music. I can draw the music i can read the music i just love music so um i um had a question because i love god right and i've been saved since i was three years old oh boy. and um every every relationship i've ever been in all the guys say that i'm crazy everybody <laughs> in my whole um no. city say i'm crazy in hampton virginia i've been um in 757 since i was nine years old my mom came here getting away from abusive uh, relationship that my father was um, doing. her and My father couldn't get along, so she left my father when I was nine months old. Oh and I suffered with not having a father. So I failed to like having um relationship with guys, looking for father figures, and I was going with older guys. I never would go with younger guys. Uh-huh. So now that I'm 43, I started attracting younger guys. Okay. Like cougar stuff, cougar stuff. <laughs> so. um um, I went to for four and a half years because I was trying to figure out why I kept getting in these relationships that was abusive. Okay. And, I mean, they keep putting me down and they, they'll start off saying, like, they love me, like, right away. Like, a month, two months, they love me. And then they um they say, um I'm creative and stuff. I do hair. Mama, what's your question? What's your question, like, Mama? I have, like, 26... I have, like, 26 Mama? Your... I have, like, 26 traits. <laughs> i counted them i did a self anonymous uh-huh. i draw i do hair i sing i rap i dance you cook i mentor um mama what's your what's your question okay people sherry people. I'm a, I'm a what's, your, what's your question um i'm like everything but they keep telling me i'm not nobody i'm a certified chef
4: mama what's and your question
11: the question is the question is do a person know a good woman when they see a good woman and the question is, I'm trying to figure out... Um,
4: why are you do
3: single?
11: I, do I keep dating these guys that say they don't believe in God? Because I believe in God. And every time I say something about God, they don't like it. And I don't understand why they don't like God I think God we should go either. back
3: to the part where she said people think she crazy. I mean that's a good place to start.
11: Okay, Sherry's...
5: Sherry, honey. Hold on, hold on. Let me talk, Sherry. Sherry! Sherry! People Sherry. People to Sherry. Is
3: this God, Ask Yee or Ash Sherry?
5: Sherry! Sherry just <laughs> has some things to get off her chest this morning. Hey Man, I got a hundred
11: thousand on. things. Somebody am go crazy over there, thinking that I'm crazy. I know they're crazy. They crazy, and everybody keeps managing that. Sherry, Every Sherry, Sherry, Sherry,
3: you're not, Sherry, you not know, Sherry, girl, Sherry, girl, Sherry. Girl, do, girl, do you, you want Angelique's <laughs> advice, Sherry? Huh? Do you want Angelique's <laughs> advice?
11: To figure out. I'm trying
5: to get on the radio like y'all so
3: I can get into talking because I love to talk. We really? We know. I can't tell. I can't tell at all.
11: So Jesus.
5: Hold on, Okay, Sherry. so Sherry, you keep dating guys who don't believe in God. Don't ask her a question. Yeah. They
11: say they believe in them, but they got all these gang signs on them. Like, <laughs> gang, one okay, gang signs? Okay, so they do believe in one, God. One, had, they one th- had a heart on
5: them, blood and, crips, and Sherry. remember <laughs> signs on Sherry, them. so it's not that they don't believe in God. It's they don't praise <laughs> and worship the way that you do. Oh, well,
11: I've been saved since I was three years old and I've been in the choir. My mom made me go to church every Sunday, even though she said she stayed out all night and, and slept with people, husbands and, and, and mistress and all that. I've never had a husband. I've been the best woman that I've ever known and the best mother. My mom just took my son from me. And I'm like, like, really, like, fed the f*** up. Whoa. I've been the best mother I can ever pick up. I've been mother to other people's kids that don't even mother their kids. All right. What Sher- the hell Sher- is Sherry, Sherry, you know- Sherry's upset. Sherry's Sherry, upset. Sherry, Sherry- you know the Bible says... I'm it- really upset. Sherry, the Bible I've been says... I've trying to get in touch with John y- <laughs> for, like, ever. Sherry, yeah, hold on. Sherry,
3: you know the Bible says a great deal about being quiet, right? Yes. Yeah, holding your tongue, shutting the hell yeah. up sometimes.
5: Oh, leave her alone. She-
3: Be <laughs> still and listen. Got you. You know what I'm saying? So you can hear God. How you hearing
4: God and you talk so goddamn much?
3: Hey,
5: Sherry. I don't know. I do
4: know. how you start her?
11: Why you start her talking? Sherry, everybody.
5: Just give me a second. I have ADHD. I
11: have PTSD. I
3: have woman. Sherry. I got ESPN, CNN, (laughs) BET, VH1, MTV. I
5: got all these. Sherry,
3: Sherry, hold on. Hold on. You know on.
5: what? We just ran out of time hold on, Sherry, Yeah. Sherry, I feel bad. Thank you very
4: much, Sherry. Sherry, did you even ask a question, oh, to you? I don't know. Sherry, thank you very much, Sherry.
11: Send me something in the water. Send me a ticket. A ticket to what? Jumping in the water. Jumping, Jumping in, the- in the water. I need to go to something in the water so I can get a break. Somebody send me a ticket, please.
4: Oh, you want to go on vacation now?
11: Yeah, I will host this. I just want to be there. I just want to get away from all
4: this. Hey, what we- the hell is wrong we'll with you? We'll get you a ticket to Virginia Beach.
11: Thank you. Thank you. That's all
4: I want. Virginia Beach is 5 minutes away. From you. I
11: know, right from me. I used to live in Norfolk,
5: Virginia. I am not read
1: it. it. I'm
4: sorry.
11: I'm sorry. If, if <laughs> Sherry,
5: if you want to reach me, the email oh, is helpme at gmail.com. Help at gmail.com. Do you have enough com.
3: space in your inbox for this email <laughs> Sherry's about to send you? <laughs>
5: well the show's over. Thank you all for listening to the Breakfast Jesus Club because that call went oh, on. Oh my
4: goodness. Well we got rumors on the way. Sherry should have just started off, hey fam. <laughs> <laughs> that
5: would have been it. <laughs> we got we got rumors on the way. Jeesh. Yes, let's talk about a new musical that's supposed to be coming. I want to see if y'all would go and see that is premiering in Houston. If that gives you a hint.
4: Goodness gracious! Maybe I, you
5: can fly Sherry out. No, nah, I'm not
4: flying Sherry. I said Sherry, we'll take you to Virginia Beach. It's ten minutes away. I know. I used to live in Norfolk. She's gonna <laughs> keep going. Oh my goodness! Rumors on the way. It's the Breakfast Club Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hesitation. Uh-oh. You hey. all
5: right? Shout out to Sherry who called for Ask Yee.
4: She's still talking. Yeah,
5: she's still, on hold. She's yeah, still talking. She, she doesn't know she's on hold. She's no. still
4: talking? She's still talking. She don't know she's on hold. And one
5: of our listeners who also called in about his wife, our girlfriend, looks like she's dealing with postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Latham Thomas. She's been on the show before. Glow, Glow Maven! Dropping the clues
3: bars for Glow Maven. Yes,
5: she's um, actually going to reach out because she said they have resources as well good. to be able to help. And it does sound like postpartum depression. Let me tell you so something. Thomas. that was good advice. You can look for her on MamaGlow.com.
3: Latham Thomas knows what she's doing. Glow know what she doing what doing. My wife's uh, our second child, she had a C-section. She didn't want to have a C section for the third child. You know, the doctors tell you, Oh, you you gotta have another C-section. Nah, man, she got with Lathan. Lathan made it happen. cause right. She pushed that out So thing we do want to make sure
5: when people call for ask ye that we can at least lead you into the right direction of what it is that you need mm-hmm. to do.
3: Try and, to help them as much as possible. And if we can't help, we got a team of people who can. Yes. And Lathan is one of them. Salute so mm-hmm. to Glow Maven again.
5: I appreciate it. All right.
4: Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Luke Walton.
5: It's time. The t-
4: this
3: is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
5: So Luke Walton, you know him as the Sacramento Kings head coach.
3: Just got fired from the Lakers.
5: Yes, mm-hmm. he just uh, left the Lakers and he used to be an assistant with the Golden State Warriors. Well, now their sports reporter Kelly Tennant is suing him, saying that he sexually assaulted her Jesus. back when he was an assistant. Now, here's what she has to say about how she even ended up with <clears throat> him.
9: And as I walked into the hotel with him, I anticipated us walking into the lobby where we would hang out and catch up. And he started to walk towards the elevators. And I asked him why we were going up to his room. And he said, because the players on his team were in the lobby and he could not be around them. I was hesitant and he said, don't worry about it, it's me. And as someone that I trusted for a long time, I realized I shouldn't overthink it and follow his lead.
5: She said she had met him uh, before that through the volleyball community, and Mm -hmm. that's how she knew him, so she felt comfortable enough. Now, here's what she said happened when she got up to his room.
9: Out of nowhere, he got on top of me and pinned me down to the bed and held my arms down with all of his weight while he kissed my neck and my face and my chest. And as I kept asking him to please stop and to get off, he laughed at me. I could feel him rubbing his erection on me, and he continued to laugh at all of my pleas to get off and to stop. I thought he was going to rape me. All right, so she he did just, manage to escape.
3: She's not
4: doing a criminal suit?
5: Well, I'm not sure yet, but she is suing him now, so I don't know what's going to happen. She's lawyered up. He's lawyered up now as well. When did this happen? Uh, back in 2014. hmm So, uh, allegedly. Mm -hmm. So now, on his side of things, he's saying that the accuser is an opportunist, not a victim, and her claim is not credible. His attorneys are saying we intend to prove this in a courtroom and that these are baseless allegations. So those are both sides right now. All
6: right.
5: All right. Now, let's talk about Jesse Smollett and the brothers that allegedly attacked him. Now, these brothers... um, are now coming forward, Ola and Abel Osundairo, and they are saying that they are the victims and basically they were working for Jesse Smollett with this attack. Interestingly enough, they're suing his lawyers for defamation, but they're not suing Jesse, which is interesting and nobody asked why that was happening, but they're suing for defamation. They're saying that his attorneys lied to the media and tried to make it appear like Ola and Abel were the culprits in a real homophobic and racist attack. They're saying the whole thing was set up. Now, one of the lawyers, they are saying, falsely accused one of the brothers of engaging in fornication with Mr. Smollett. In addition, they're saying that they were falsely accused of wearing white face during the attack and also that they were involved in an illegal Nigerian steroid trafficking ring. So they're saying it's all defamation.
3: Prime example of when you tell one lie, you have to keep, keep telling a million lies to cover up that first lie. And the bad part for the lawyers. I mean, all they're doing is going off the information that Jesse Smollett gave them.
5: Now, according to this lawsuit, the brothers are saying that they didn't think Jesse would go to the cops. They thought he was just staging the attack just for social media. And because of that, they are now suffering extreme emotional distress, humiliation, anxiety, damages to their reputation. They're having a hard time finding any work at all, both as actors and as personal trainers. So... That's both sides of that. Now, no, I don't
3: think it's going to work in their favor was uh, trying to sue a lawyer, though. Because if you're trying no. to sue, because the lawyer can just drag this out forever. It's not right. like the lawyer got to pay anybody to represent yeah. his yeah. Is the lawyer going to drag this one out?
5: All right, and Diddy and his daughters are on the cover of Essence magazine. I've seen that beautiful picture. Delilah, Jesse, and Chance are his daughters. He has the twins with Kim Porter. They are 12 years old, and his daughter Chance Combs who is also 12 years old with stylist Sarah Chapman. Now, he's in Essence magazine, and he's talking about having to jump into mommy mode once Kim Porter passed away. They also have a son together, Christian Combs, and they have a very blended family, which they always did talk about, and they were uh, very embracing of that. He told Dream Hampton in the interview she was unforgettable. That day turned my world upside down. Three days before she passed, she wasn't feeling well. She had the flu, and she sent the kids over to my house so they wouldn't get sick. One night I was checking on her, and she was like, Puffy, take care of my babies. She actually said that to me before she died. Mm. So that's an entire article that you can read in the May issue of Essence Magazine, and that's going to be available on Friday if you want to check out that entire article. It is, you know, Mother's Day month, so... That's a perfect story. All right. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report.
4: No, hey, fam, right? Unless you want it. No. Hey fam. No. Okay. All right. Well, again, Revolt is out this week. They'll be back, I think, next week, right? They'll be back next week? Monday. Uh, yes. we, Maybe we next Monday. We
3: don't know.
5: Unless they need some money. You
3: know what I'm saying? That that, that cover shoot that Diddy them had in essence was fire. Look like the clothes cost a lot of money. You, you know stupid. what I'm saying? The budget's big. It's still big. You know? All I all I want, all I will say is whenever Revolt is off, Diddy does something really major. Mm. Okay? Okay. In this essence. Uh, covers just yet another example of that right. so that money goes somewhere we all right.
5: got the Revolt Music Conference coming up I think they're having two oh. of them this year yeah, they
3: have one in Atlanta and one in LA right mm-hmm. that's why they're taking Atlanta all this time Atlanta's
5: in July off. so they might gotta get that, gotta that, get that money signed. up yeah, now nah,
4: yeah. this makes sense yeah. okay alright all right, well the People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in, and then after that, the donkey today, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout to the Dungeon family. Again, our DJ there in New York City Stop. Shout to uh Goody Mob shot the big boy. They killed it. I, you know, you forget how many hits they had. They were on stage for over two hours yesterday
3: Well, I don't forget how many hits they had cuz I grew up off uh Dungeon Family I still listen to Dungeon Family religiously soul food is one of the greatest hip-hop albums ever recorded and that is a Factual statement, right? Okay. Was mm-hmm. cool breeze there? Yes, they did watch for the hook and all yep, that. Yep, yep, oh, yep, wow. Yep, 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 yep.
5: Okay. Well, I was at the...
4: Sleepy Brown was there, too.
5: I was at the 76ers uh, Nets game in Philly.
4: Yeah, I was I was invited, but I had to do the Dungeon family. Shout out to Michael Rubin for inviting us. Yeah,
5: your seats were next to me empty.
4: Oh, sorry, Michael Rubin.
5: <laughs> Big game, though.
4: I, I, hope the, I hope we can still go to the game next week.
5: Oh, I mean, Brooklyn's out of it, so I don't even have a reason. But I do want to thank Michael Rubin for that. That was dope. And shout out to our Brooklyn Nets. We had a great season this season. I feel really confident about the next season. <laughs> what do you feel bet. confident about? Just they would do well again.
4: Oh, okay.
3: they always go.
5: be improving, you know? So, shout out to everybody from the Brooklyn Nets organization as well. I saw Brett was out there at the game.
4: I seen, I seen uh, who else did I see?
5: Shout out to my guy, Mike Z. Was he Meek was, him out there? Kevin I didn't Hawk? see Meek. No, no? no. Spank was there, though. Oh, okay. Our guy Spank was Gucci there. Gucci
3: man was there. Gucci is a Philadelphia 76ers fan. Oh, uh, really? Well, I, I guess when the Hawks aren't in the playoffs.
5: Yeah, I was like, really? I wouldn't think He said that. he was oh. on
3: Mike Rubin's Instagram. Well, Mike
5: Rubin tries to get everyone to say that. Oh, I have um I do have on my '76s jersey. Why are you going to take I, a picture with it yet. I though? lost a bet. He didn't say I had to take a yes, picture. Yes, you do, you gotta take a picture. He didn't. We never specified that. He just said I had to wear it all day. You can't
4: wear a jacket. All right. And
5: he didn't know that Revolt was off this week.
4: Oh. But I'm gonna take a picture for him. And also we gotta thank Lee Daniels for joining us. You wanna thank Lee Drum? Salute to my man
3: Lee Daniels. <laughs> uh salute to Jordan E. Cooper for coming through. They yes. have a play out called Ain't No Mo. Ain't no Mo! And you know what's so crazy? Uh is all bought up. He Correct. sits by envy. He's got a beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks like Dan Rue. That's him. And Lee Daniels asked me about him. You know what I'm saying? And you know, Drum is acting funny. All of a sudden, he don't want me to pass the plug. You might end up on Stars, Drum. You don't want that plug? I didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, he oh didn't okay, say okay. So, okay. He so didn't all right, say no. all right. So, okay, all right. Lee, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna pass you drums info. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Leave that door open. Clear, your message has been received, Lee. <laughs> Drum, you got the message? What's wrong with y'all, man? Something wrong with who, Drum? <laughs> Just leave that door Stop. open. Stop! He said,
4: "Leave that door
3: open." Don't man. miss your blessing, Drum. <laughs> <laughs> you beating us, Jesse Smollett. <laughs> All right, the next Jordan <laughs> Cooper. Okay, the next yes. Yes, yes my yes.
4: yes, Drum. Yes. All right. Well, we come Snitch. back.
5: Cue y- up that YG song. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Come back positive note at the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. All I want for Christmas is for my Instagram
3: spam to just never, ever, ever come back, bro. Like I, I told to, you what to do. Nah, it don't work, man. It I'm does. telling you. It, Who got uh, look,
5: a big butt? All the you got to do is yes, the words. That's
3: all I get. Are we going to ignore the fact that I have got a huge booty and ass? Don't look at my story. If you're forced to see, then you will be
4: masturbating. Right. Block don't masturbate. look at my story if you don't want to masturbate. Block masturbate. You'll never see that again. Jesus I wish
5: Christ. you wouldn't have interrupted that because yeah. we need that whole... Quote, oh, I'm sorry.
3: Everybody gets these Instagram spam. This is disgusting, and it would, the way it's so sexual, they should call it Instagram sperm instead of spam. There's
4: a bunch of sperm on your timeline. You want a bunch of sperm on your timeline? Have you clicked on I any of it? I have it. Nope. He did. I'm sure. If, if you block the certain words, they'll never come up. It don't come up on mine. But anyway, give us a leave us on a positive
3: note. If I block uh, certain words from these comments, I'll never get yours. You know what I mean, Envy? No, I don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay.
5: You guys have each other's numbers.
3: It's not as fun.
5: It's not as fun. It's
3: not as fun when they when he texts me for real. That's, it gets too real then. Uh, the positive note is simply this: That's crazy. embrace uncertainty. Some of the most beautiful chapters in our lives won't have titles until much later.
2: Breakfast club, bitches. Y'all finished or
6: y'all done?